flew abroad here, licking our wounds after a oh, somewhat disappointing day. I've got uh, the lead with me. Hello, boys. Terry, how are you, mate? Mate, I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing, mate? Um, I've been pretty ill uh, throughout the week, unfortunately, um, but at the same time, was at the game today, and so was Alex, of course, with my mum. Look, these first quarters under Teague have just been the burden of him at the moment, because if you obviously just keep taking away the starts that we're having, uh, it'd be a different ball game. We need to start off well, and we're just putting ourselves on the back foot every time. Yeah, I mean, is that co- – I mean – how much of that is coaching? Like, what what can you do to? That's not. That's mentality. Always mentality. Yeah, I mean, I guess Teague is responsible for getting the boys in a state of mind. Blah blah blah. But um, yeah, it's it's a tough one. We we see he made a really good quote in the post game press conference, and he said we need to, we need to find a way to stop waiting to uh, respond to the challenge and start creating the challenge for the opposition instead. Yep. Now, absolutely. Absolutely. Could not have agreed more. Yeah, no, it was interesting, mate. So, yeah, it was it was a weird game, really weird game. The, our boys didn't really get into it until probably the end of the first quarter, you know, in terms of any momentum whatsoever. The crowd was pretty quiet. I mean, fair enough, too. There wasn't a lot to cheer on. Um, and the D's just peppered their chances. And they had a, they had a, we, I, I always felt like we had a run in us. And I always felt like when the, once the run came and once the crowd got into it, um, we could you know, maybe pinch the game. And then just the way it sort of ended, just looking back now, I mean, we deserved to lose. We did not deserve to win that game. Um, and we, we, I'm kind of happy that we did lose. And the reason why I say that is because had we have won today, it would have covered up some cracks we wouldn't have been speaking about the well. We would have been speaking about the slow start, but we wouldn't have been highlighting it as much as what it's going to be highlighted throughout this week. So, do you think that's a fair summary of that? Of that, if anything, Terry, it's just like the Western Bulldogs game we played the Dogs the second time around, and let mm. alone what a fortnight or so ago, exactly the same uh, as that game today. We'll dominate it in possession, inside fifties even just around the ground as well. And again, it just would have been another theft uh, at the same time. Funny enough, uh, in those two games, just kick over 100 points and it just happens to be uh, a kick away. But again, we've just got to try and be able to start better. And as you said, try and put the pressure on the opposition rather than trying to obviously do it the hard way and try and always make it the miracle every single week. Yeah, 100%. Alex, what did you see today, mate? Oh, it's just it's just these starts, mate. And, like, you know what's funny? So I looked at this at three-quarter time, just before we, you know, we had our massive run in the last quarter. Our contested possessions were basically even. But at, at, at the point, up until three-quarter time, they had 100 more uncontested possessions than us. Now, I don't know if that's a label that just showed that there was just we just weren't manning up, that we just weren't getting numbers. We just let them, you know run free, but then you saw in the last quarter when we started to get on top and started playing some man-on-man football, they weren't able to run freely. We were able to get our run game going and, you know, 
that brought us back in the game. It's just, I, I just wish we could just do that just from the start. If we did that from the start, we would seriously run over teams the way that we've been playing at the moment. It's, you know, I'm, I'm probably gutted more than anything for that fact. But as you said before, look, we probably didn't deserve to win the game. We, they butchered a lot of chances. Um, they could have put us away pretty early. So, um, but what I'm loving seeing in this team is the fight is there. If this was any other team, they'd just be given up. We would have lost that game by 60 plus points easily. And, you know, it's a credit that, you know, I don't know what Teague's doing with them or the messages that he's given them, but the players are responding. They're not giving up. They're just fighting and keeping going. And they're, you know, we're actually playing a really good... I don't I don't have a problem with our brand of football at the moment. We're actually playing a pretty decent brand. It's just, we just got to do it consistently over four quarters. And if we do that, hey, mate, we're, I'm telling you, I told Mark after this, after the game, we're, we're really not that far behind. Once we get another small forward and hopefully, you know, fingers crossed we get someone like a Canelio in this free agency period, mate, we, and, you know, with the rest of healthy squad, we're, we're going to be up there for sure. So good signs, but just got to maintain it for, it's a consistent thing now. That's all it is pretty much. I mean, we've had, we've had four games that we've lost by less than a goal. And mm-hmm. the reason why I bring that up is I'm already looking on the high level. If you look at, if you take 2018, at the end of 2018, had you said in 2019, you're going to start being competitive in games and you're going to have games where you fall short by a goal or less, um, and, but it's going to be a precursor to the 2020 season, I think you would have taken that. And I think this is just a natural progression from the calamity that was 2018 into now we're starting to be more competitive in games. Yes, we've had three that have been horrific, you know, bad losses. But other than that, we've been in winning positions in every other game. And um, this is what we wanted, really. This is just what we wanted at the start of the year. And, you know, it obviously hurts now because it's so raw and it happened today and, you know, we can only remember it today. But, yeah, I I think this is just a a tick for us, uh, you know, on the high level. This is going to be the making of our team. Yeah. These, these, I guess you could call them honourable losses, whatever you want to call them. Um, they will make this team going forward. They will start to learn how to win these sort of games. So mm-hmm. as, as shit as it is, as shit as it feels that we should be, you know, we want to win these games, it, it, it will make us better in the long run. Yeah. Now, Mark, I've, um, I've had a very... <laughs> I've had a very interesting time listening back to our podcast the last time the three of us were on. Mate, I haven't given you enough of an acknowledgement. There was a little moment in there, a little one-liner of yours that I think... (laughs) Sorry, was that in Italian? Oh, yeah. Mate, it was pure, pure gold. And uh, can I just say, please feel free to bring more of that to the table because that was A-grade quality quality content my friend you're not just saying that are you no i am dead serious i'm dead serious i went back and listened to it over and over again because it's just i had the passion i had it all and i've actually tried to remember it and like oh madonna me that's a a typical mark statement oh my god i love it i love it and i want you to (laughs) i want you to um bring more of it because it's hilarious yeah well uh i I guess women will still overlook me but anyway in saying that um i actually uh decided to um just have a little thought process of 
you mentioned of the games this year that we've played. I actually said to Alex, if we go through, what have we now? We've now played fifteen games. Yep. We've had four games, as I said, that have been over thirty plus points. Obviously, Richmond round one. You had North Melbourne back in round uh, seven. Obviously, that was over uh, fifty. Then you had uh, GWS, obviously, in the graveyard game, which was fifteen goals. And then, of course, that uh, week after that was obviously uh, Essendon by 41, which uh, obviously which was the end of Brennan Bolden's uh, tenure. Mm-hmm. Then you go to, obviously, uh, the games that had been under a kick. Obviously, the Gold Coast Suns, Hawthorne, Western Bulldogs. Then, of course, you mentioned somehow today, which I still couldn't believe that we actually even got that close. Oh, before I get to that other point, then you look at... Uh, Games that have been under 20 points, if that. So you go Port Adelaide back in round two, Sydney in round three, which was 19. Of course, Port was 16. Uh, Collingwood was, what, again, three goals in that game. Um, just trying to think of another game that um, was... Um, yeah, I know I mentioned Collingwood. I mentioned Port. I mentioned um, Sydney. Uh, God, I've actually gone completely blank. You sure I haven't missed anyone else? I'm just trying to think. But anyways, I mean, you you win both. You you win at least half of those games, and we just. I even said it to Alex earlier. Do you think right now Brendan Bolden somehow still keeps his job, knowing that he at least would have had enough wins up to this point, or is it more that you know what? We probably still needed the change, but at the same time, we could have been. I reckon probably pushing very close to the eight if most of the results had gone our way. Yeah, so the thing is, it, Bolton's situation was in, was was just one that, looking back at it now and with each game that passes, which with each week that passes, we get some more data points uh, as to the Brendan Bolton experience. And he just, the, the way that we were playing against Bolton is just a different, completely different to the way we're playing right now. Um, in, in all facets of the game, there are changes that are being made in game that are just a lot more clearer than what they were under Bolton. They're happening a lot more quicker. Will Setterfield going forward, an example. Jack Silvani going forward today at the right time, an example. Uh, Matt Kennedy shifting through. Uh, Paddy Dow in a pocket. Uh, it's just, I mean, I don't want to look too far behind because it's obviously, it's obviously done. And I don't, want to, I don't want this to turn into a Brendan Bolton witch hunt. Um, but yeah, I, I just think I just think we're playing. I think the boys had the, the the kick up the ass they needed with the whole Bolton situation, and I think uh, it, it in a way helped them to grow up a little bit. Uh, in saying that, I'm, I'm glad that Alex is actually with me. Uh, that's right. Through uh, round ten or so, St Kilda was also only 13 points in an ugly game. So again, just you mentioned of these near misses in which, again, even when we had Bolden uh, at the time, that these close games will eventually be paying us back. But in saying that, um, we just hope that once the end of this season is then gone, we then have a look at the reviews of the whole season in eternity. And And look, we only just hope that with these near misses, a good half, if not the bulk of them, they do turn into victories. Another strong preseason, and I say a big sense of maturity 
that uh, again will just keep us not just in good stead, but at a point where we start to bring back that winning culture. Yep. Hundred um, percent. I all of a sudden. I mean, we've got to also think about Cripps didn't play today. Correct. Again, um, we're still playing with no Harry, no Charlie. Um, so again, it was one of those moments where some people were in situations where they had to, they had no choice but to perform. And I, I, I liked the moments that Will Setterfield took on and, and made his own. I liked the moments um, that Matt Kennedy took on and made his own, even though they didn't have a lot of the ball. Um, you kick goals as a midfielder and, you know, your possessions don't matter as much. So a lot to work with. And, mate, I can't believe we've gone for 13 minutes and not even mentioned Jack Silvani's mate, name, mate. Well, at the same time, we will get into uh, Jay Soss in a sec. But I think, as you mentioned with Kennedy, I mean, at times he was actually playing as the full forward in spurts. And mind you, he actually had six scoring shots, believe it or not. Actually had double if not tripled more than what Mitch McGovern had uh, today. Now, um, look, I mean, you, you do try a few things, but again, obviously there was no Crips, no Harry, no Charlie, but I think what was really impressive was we were somehow able to kick 100 points with basically you'd almost have a sort of non-existent forward line in a sense, probably, of course, only with the Gov, who obviously we need him to try and have, a, a again, a bigger pre-season uh, by the end of, uh, obviously, once this season is done. But I'm happy for Levi Casbold, in which, um, you know what, not only that he kicked three today, but I just felt like um, he's just growing in confidence in which he looked done and dusted. And I think what's really um, sort of turned around his career is that he'll sort of look back in a sense to say, you know what, try and, being tried up forward, goes in the back line, holds his own, Whilst we've got a depleted forward line, at least you've got an experienced head that's still able to go down there. And again, was almost part of the reason why we almost somehow pulled off another miracle um, today. But um, but yes, speaking of Jack Silvani, he was fantastic today. Not just obviously up forward, but even just the way he was able to create a fair few goal assists. He's... Uh, running in positions all around the ground. And I think to those that have put so much pressure on uh, JSOS, I think when you actually managed to see him in a VFL game probably about, what, three or four weeks ago, you mentioned of how he uh, just dominated and was like the first player in probably VFL that had, what, over 25 and kicked three himself. Well, he just proved that uh, the guy could probably be that missing link in the midfield that uh, I guess we need. And if he keeps actually building up a tank and also a bigger frame himself, then uh, I think Cripps will all of a sudden say to himself, hey, I've actually got some boys that actually bleed for this club. And uh, in saying that, maybe Joe Soss is, um, you know, an unsung hero in his own way. There's still a long way to go. 100%, mate. Well, you think about it today. He had he had 18 possessions. He had 10 marks, kicked three goals. That's – he was impressive. And he just – you know what? He came up in big moments for us as well. You know, especially in the third. I know that they got on a bit of a run themselves. But, you know, he was kicking our goals. He had some brilliant little little moments in the last quarter as well. I think um, he set up oh, – I can't remember who he kicked it to, who, went, who then kicked it over the top to kick a goal. I can't remember exactly who it was. But he, maybe, yeah, yeah. And he, he got it out of the pack and set that up. 
Um, he just he just had a, he had a brilliant game, and you know I, I I'm so happy for him because I'm so happy that he's proving the doubt is wrong, and the scary thing is he's only going to keep getting better. So, yeah. Well, I mean, Mark, you, you just hit it on the head before, mate. We've been crying out for this Robin to our Batman, and I think we've found it. Jack Silvani is that is that missing link that's going to help Patrick Cripps get out of the midfield and spend more time in the forward line and allow him to take games on a scruff of the neck and kick big bags of goals, mate. I think I really think that Jack can give him a six-minute spell in there as the main, you know, um, inside ball. Oh, look, I, I agree uh, wholeheartedly. And, and again, I think it's just more of um, keep developing him there. And, you know, in this last fortnight itself, it's really good that the club has been able to have a bit of heart. Guys that are actually now starting to, you know what, with Cripper not there, who's going to be the next lot of players that's going to uh, set the agenda? And now, look, funny thing is, uh, for Setterfield, uh, what probably got him more involved in the game when he was able to actually uh, hit the scoreboard in the sense, which, to his credit, good on him too, because uh, he only, before going into today's game, I believe he only had only just kicked the one goal. Well, he managed to kick three himself. And also, at the same time, he actually had a couple of uh, opportunities also in the third after he did kick his first from a set shot in the third as well. So... Uh, Funny things do happen for a bloke that's not normally a goal kicker, but somehow you thought, oh, if he kicks the other two on the run, he could have all of a sudden had five himself. Yeah, and there was a knock on him as well in his set shot kicking. He he had a few moments this year that just really hadn't gone his way at all. So again, good to see him, you know, take his moments and step up when needed. Um, boys, I want to run through uh, your, your votes: your three, your two, and your one. And I did this, uh, I went live after the game when I went, when I got home and uh, it was a pretty cool exercise to see. Um, but yeah, if you, if maybe I'll start with you, Alex, can you please share with me your one vote, two vote and three vote for the game? Obviously the Carlton only players. All right. I'm going to go three votes to JSOS. Yep. I think he was awesome today. Um, two votes. I'm going to go Matty Cruiser. I think he, uh, I think he changed the game a little bit um, being in the ruck and, you know, just his work around the ground and things like that. I think think he had a, a pretty good game too. So might have been a bit left field. I don't know, but I'm going to go there. And my one vote, I'll go... Sheesh. I don't know, mate. That's that's a tough one because there was a fair few that, uh, that definitely deserved it. Um, I'm going to go Levi. I think he came up in some big moments, um, took took a few big marks, kicked his three. Can't ask for much more than that. So, yeah, that's my three, two, one. Love it. Love it, mate. Mark, what about you? To really be honest, a couple of I'm saying this, I, I'm actually going the same with Alex. I, I really couldn't find anyone else that might have had a bit of uh, that influence. Um, look, I, I'll probably say... Unlucky was mm, it's an interesting one. Ed Kerno's a bit unlucky. He had a very underrated game. I thought, yeah, not just Boys. Ed Kerno. 
boys, 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 we're forgetting we're forgetting a very important piece to today's puzzle. What Setterfield? Mr. Mark Murphy, mate. Yeah, yeah. He's Ed Curdo, his centre clearance work today was very, very good. I very say. good. He 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 was there. He was our second leading possession winner at halftime. Um, Ed Kerno, yes, he had a good finish to this game, but he had six touches at halftime. He had a shocker. Um, my votes went JSOS, Murph, and then Sam Walsh. And the reason why Cruiser didn't get a gig is because he got beaten on the day by his opponent. I thought Proust came in and um, really just, um, just beat him as a ruckman and um, gave him first use. And they carved us up in the middle. They just didn't finish early in the game. Uh, I thought Cruiser worked his way in it, but yeah, we got win because I thought I felt like he was beaten by his opponent, so that's why I didn't feature him. But I thought Murph was good throughout the entire day, even when we were down. I thought he was there or thereabouts. He was our leading tackle um, getter at halftime. He finished with six, I believe it was. Um, that's not a hallmark of his game, and uh, yeah, especially when we got our run on. He was just right there, link up, hitting targets. He went 24 touches at 70% efficiency and uh, he just backed up from last week. And so I was really happy to see that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, we had just the frustrating thing is we can be so good. I think we know how good we can be. Um, when this all starts clicking, as you said before, Alex, scary times ahead, mate. Mm, we are, we are going to be a force when it starts clicking. Don't worry about that. We're already yeah. kicking 100 points, et cetera, et cetera, without our three best, probably, you could say, attacking players. Yeah. Out of the side. So. Absolutely. Plus, no co-captains as well. Yeah. No, absolutely. I also want to turn um, your attention, not just the two of you, but I think for everyone who's listening, I, I don't think our listeners would realise the, the gravity of this conversation, lads, because Prince Harry, Mark's menaces and Blue Abroad have taken the absolute piss in this Supercoach Draft League of ours. We're talking about three kings, all on 44 points. 2.2 um, percentage points separate the three of us. We're talking the creme de la creme of Supercoach, lads. Well done on a terrific week and well done on a terrific season. Um, mate, there's going to be some, some serious finals matchups coming up. Mark, I'm going to start with you. No Crips, no Whitfield, and you fork out a damn one eight seven four. Plus, Josh Kennedy was a late withdrawal as well for West Coast. Plus, he was a late withdrawal for West Coast. Um, I thought that was a phenomenal win against a uh, pretty pretty average opponent in Emilio. <laughs> he's not gonna like. He's not gonna like that, Terry. He doesn't listen to this podcast, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> no, no, no. Because only three wise men like us obviously can uh, talk the smack and the attack. Yes. <laughs> love it, love it. And and turning to you, Alex, mate. Uh, Caleb Daniel, obviously missing. Um, you just, you know, you had some some not so great performances, but you just had a, you had good guys all across the board. Um, you pumped out a one nine eight seven, mate. What what the hell, mate? Have I not told you this before? You should know. I should know. I do know. I do know. I do know. <laughs> uh, I will say. I will say. I did have a very good week. I was not expecting that at all. Especially like Caleb Daniel probably been my best consistent scorer yep. all season. Being out, I was like, okay. 
we'll see what happens. But a nice 158 from Mr. Oliver as captain uh, helped me a lot. I will say that. That came out of nowhere. That, that did come out of nowhere. And then a few 123s, a few 132s. I even had Burn Jones on the bench on 121. So wow. If I'd had him on the bloody field, oh my I would have the 2,000 this week. Unbelievable. Well, in saying that, I said to myself, Terry, that uh, I was actually just more focused on the draft this week because you go by the classic. I mean, I was just ripped to part, especially at the wrong time of the year as far as trying to fork out a possible $50,000, which just would have been better than trying to win Tats Lotto itself. <laughs> um, no Travis Poker was a late withdrawal. We knew about Max Gorn was going to be a late withdrawal. Obviously, no Paddock Cripps. You know, there was thoughts that Lockie Whitfield would play. And you know what, God, I'm sure the Giants would have wanted him to play because obviously he wasn't there. And then you mentioned, I mean, Caleb, Caleb Daniel, of course, is still another three weeks away. So if anything, I, I only ended up getting 1883. But in classic? Course, in classic. But you mentioned of the guys that I had out, I would have looked at 2425 if I had all them in. I had a um, just a little humble brag over here. My classic team, I scored two four five four, putting me in the top one percent. And Travis Boak was a late out as well. I had the um, the captain loophole on Grundy, brought in Robbie Young, and um, had Walters on the bench as the emergency, and uh, basically copped a zero with Bokey missing. I probably would have cracked the. Oh, I dare say, if Boak plays, he, he scores at least a fifty. Um, so I would have cracked the two five mark this week and probably finished on top for the week, but. It wasn't to be, um, but yeah, just wanted to acknowledge the, the two of you for what's been a good Super Coach draft season. Boys, Move. it's boys, it's happening. Where it, it's happening, it, it's one of us three. It, it's it has to be. Yeah, hundred percent. Emilio's done. He's out of finals contention. Um, JR's Would it be a top four? Is it a top four, mate? Good question. You should ask the commissioner. It's not me. You sure? Yeah. Get out of it, Tez. Is it top four or not? No, I seriously don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you're the commissioner. You're the chief that obviously set this all up. And obviously, you're the one that basically had to pick one. Still couldn't believe you obviously went for Grundy over Cripps. But yeah, Ruckman, they, they're, they're uh, hard to get for. Matter Ruckman averaging 130.8 on the year. I think I made the right choice. Rigged. Rigged. Uh, you, you did, especially with Cripper missing the last couple and his Brownlow chances look uh, diminished. Yeah, absolutely. Mate, who knows? Next week, we've got the Swans SCG 110 p.m. bounce. I'm pretty sure Cripps is going to play. Um, and, you know, Cripps, on a, you know, he's like a, a caged bull who's just seeing red. He's going to come out firing. Mate, the Swans are fucking gettable. No doubt about that. Oh, they are. No, no Buddy Franklin uh, and obviously Callum Sinclair is still going to be out as well. So, um, and look, obviously, it was probably, if not their last hope, to try and make finals all of a sudden uh, against um, Essendon on the weekend. But I guess, uh, look, every side's got to have the odd gap year. And I just hope that uh, with uh, their hopes of trying to make the eight fading, I say why not to... Uh, get a bit of revenge on them uh, last time and uh, go over there and try and obviously pinch off uh, a victory in Sydney. 100%. Alex, what do you think, mate? Can we get it done? Mate, I, you know what? I, I seriously think of every game for us now, I'm, you know what? The way that we've been playing, every single game for us is very gettable, especially this week. I, I, 
you know, you saw what Essendon did to them uh, on the weekend. And I just thought to myself, the way that we're playing right now, if we can just play it consistently against the Swans, we can definitely get them. And as Mark, you know, just said before, no Franklin, no Sinclair. Um, we can definitely beat them in the ruck battle, hopefully giving us first hands on the ball. And then, you know, without as many forward targets for them, you know, our defence is usually somewhat sturdy. Um, you know, I, I would honestly not go past us to win this game. I, I really would not. Um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a slight confidence there that we can get it done. Yeah, absolutely. There's, 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 look, you mentioned the fixture coming up. I'm, I'm really looking forward to playing the Crows, guys. I think oh, I'm really looking forward because I had a look at the ladder um, just earlier today. The Crows have slipped to eighth. Um, God, man, if we had a one today, we go to 16th. We're talking about a pick three for a pick eight swap. Is that right? Am I, am I, am I looking at that right? I think oh, nine. Probably, probably Sorry. More, I think it would have been around pick, uh, I'm just trying to think. Pick 10. 11. 11. Actually, sorry, 11. Sorry, pick 11. Yeah, pick 11 for pick three. Um, we've just got to find a way to get to – well, we're, we're two games behind the Ds now. We've, we've, all, but, we've all but given up that, um, you know, we're going to be finishing in the top two now unless the Ds just completely fall away again. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I just – it was an opportunity that went missing. I'm just looking forward. I think we can beat the Crows once they come to Melbourne. Well, I mean, you, 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 just, you, you just heard from Alex uh, before. I mean, look, obviously today would have been fantastic again with obviously who we've got out. And then you look at the games remaining, you know, Sydney at the SCG. Yes, it's always tough over there, but I think their uh, finals chances have diminished. You look at the Gold Coast Suns we have this time here at Docklands. Surely we've got to put them to the sword and then we'll hand them the spoon. Have to. Ha- uh, have to. We've got to, got to bury them 10 feet under, no matter what. Um, Adelaide at the MCG. And again, that will be the interesting one because, funny enough, you look at the last decade, we've only played Adelaide and Adelaide like once or twice, let alone actually once being at the Adelaide Oval. And then you have to go way back to 2010, which the bulk of us would have finished school then. That was back at uh, the good old Amy Stadium. So, um, oh, and speaking after Adelaide, you got West Coast that's at Docklands. Yeah, it's still going to be a tough ask, but even uh, playing the Eagles at home, we've actually been pretty close against. Look, Richmond's obviously going to be tough, but it'd be nice to try and break that long streak, considering that we haven't last beaten them, which famously enough was an elimination final. And then you got uh, St Kilda in the second last round being a home game. I'd like to think we'd probably get them. And then, of course, uh, Geelong down at Geelong. Uh, by then, they probably could be resting a few players. So, oh, look, probably besides the Richmond and Geelong game, maybe even West Coast, I reckon the rest seem pretty gettable. What are your thoughts? Could, mate, you've, you've, you've summarised it to perfection. I, um, I think the Richmond game, I think they'll be really up and about by that point. I think Richmond are a real, real chance for the four. Um, it's going to be interesting. I think they're coming home strongly. Um, I think they've got their confidence back. They've got their spark back and they're going to make a little run. And, you know, the, the four to six week block um, in the lead up to finals is really the, it's really the, you know, where you find out who's going to win the flag. So I think the, the Tigers will be one that they'll probably get. 
Adelaide's definitely winnable. Um, yeah, I think I don't know what's going to happen with Geelong in the, in the last round. By that point, it's probably going to be a percentage boosting game for them, and for us, it could be a um, we could have a few players that we just put on ice for the season. Um, I mean, you've got to remember there is a, a you know a break before finals anyway, so there is a week off. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens, mate. First things first, we've got the Swans on Saturday. I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's been great to chat with you boys. Um, unfortunately, it was a loss, but one that we still take positives out of. Uh, thank you very much for your time. And I will speak to you throughout the week, no doubt. No doubt, Tezza, mate. It's always good to chat to you. No worries, Tezza, mate. Thank you once again. And uh, bring on the next week. And, of course, let's maintain this top three uh, trio in our Supercoach draft.